0: Welcome to the A Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now, covering education and business in life science. Your host is Ariane Mizarafi Ahi, who's on a mission to do for the body what the internet has done for the mind. He's a PhD dropout and the creator of the A Level Biologist, your hub. Please give it up for Ariane and enjoy.
1: Hi guys, how's it going? Did you know that for $85,000 you could have your horse cloned? Didn't see that coming, did ya? Welcome to this podcast where you'll learn how interaction designer Julia Tomasello is using life science to shift perceptions. I met G when she needed to grow some yogurt bacteria in my lab incubator at the Royal Free Hospital in London. Our little experiment was cut short when a lab technician asked me the following day what was going on and I rushed back to the incubator only to be slammed, barely approaching the lab by a huge stench of warm lactobacillus. The experiment was part of Julia's groundbreaking Future Flora project that presented a prototype kit for treating and preventing one's own vaginal yeast infections. You can imagine me when I was a woman being filmed talking about this from my scientific perspective, surrounded by other women deep inside this female space, how things change. Julia, welcome.
2: Hello everybody.
1: Tell us about your present project called ALMA.
2: So ALMA is a project uh, in development actually and with a few scientists from Cambridge in UK. And ALMA is a wearable biosensor designed for women to monitor vaginal discharge. So this biosensor will be able to detect pH and lactose to be able uh, to prevent early bacterial vaginosis or early candida.
1: So how does this work exactly?
2: So the wearable biosensor will be integrated or inserted in the underwear, uh, so in the crotch area, and uh, ideally should be wore like, every day and... Uh, um, when the vagina discharge of like that naturally a woman can produce uh, it will lie down on, uh, on the wearable biosensor um, it will be able to detect the right pH and then uh, make a kind of a range of uh, uh, during the day and then uh, analyze if uh, it's actually becoming uh, if it's actually more basic or more acidic and see where a woman's stages is
1: We're going to find out about that, uh, more about that. Um, But first, Julia has actually won a grand prize for her future Flora work. More details in a second. Julia is getting really worried now because she realized she said something. You can correct it now. This is your opportunity. Go for it.
2: Okay. This is, it, it proves that actually I'm not, I'm a designer and not a scientist, even though I'm approaching design as a biohacker. So the wearable biosensor is actually able to detect pH and lactate, which is actually not lactose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> lactose is in milk. So yeah. unless you're milking out of your vagina, then I would not expect lactose there. It takes courage to broach subjects others wouldn't dare, as you can probably tell already in this episode. And some people actually dismissed you when you wanted to explore future flora. At the time, I felt like I must have been the crazy one going along with it. But now, after you've shown them how it's done and gone ahead to win the Grand Prize for Artistic Exploration at Stars Prize 2018, the Grand Prize of the European Commission Honoring Innovation in Technology, Industry and Society, Stimulated by the Arts, that is quite a long title, I feel extremely proud of the amazing do-it-yourself bio community that you and I are part of and the people who will break boundaries and take risks. This is an excerpt from the jury statement. Through the thick digital forest, there was a distinctive and loud call for returning to nature, attention to life, biology, the self, the body, especially empowering the female body and its sexuality, which came as no surprise after a year of hashtag me too. Responding to this collective consciousness wave, the jury agreed that Future Flora embraced the issue of reclaiming female power with DIY and no shame, in a way that could prove empowering to others seeking to find a voice. Interaction designer Giulia Tomazello brings to the forefront issues that the medical community should consider in their production of pharmaceuticals for women. This project also engages the public to consider feminine hygiene and the surrounding taboos, It makes us think differently about bacteria in general, important in times of overuse of antibiotics and antiseptics that are destroying the ecological balance. With the advent of scientific research into the microbiome, the designer asks how we feel about the idea that we consist almost entirely of bacteria. Many existing thrush treatments include a whole host of chemicals that cure yeast infections but also destroy good bacteria, making things worse for women. In her own words, Julia explains that the kit has been designed to allow women to establish, nurture and harvest their very own personal skin flora at home, becoming not only consumers, but also active participants in their own health and well-being. Julia, what motivates you in persevering where others wouldn't?
2: Let's say that um, as a woman, I felt the need to address, like... um the, the need of design in, in, in our everyday life and uh, I suffer of vaginal infection so it was kind of easy to dive into this topic and I'm passionate about technology, innovation and uh, smart material. So actually combining these three together and, uh, and trying to find a solution for what is vaginal infection actually in the everyday life and how women can cope with it was uh, kind of immediate.
1: That's brilliant. As usual, our star guest has a story on how she really wasn't a star student. We'll be right back. Julia has not completed a degree in science, and we love outsiders here on the A-Level Biologist podcast. A lot of A-Level Biology students feel tremendous pressure about their grades and getting into uni. Did you feel stressed out at school, and did it turn out to be for nothing? when you started working for example meeting deadlines
2: yeah so actually the fear of deadline is still there but i <laughs> i learned that in in a work field it's much uh, about probably uh, it's there is a human side from it like uh, you can speak or you have at least a less pressure when it's coming to grade and uh, Funny story like this future flora project was my master thesis in Central St. Martins and if uh, in 2018 uh, got a prize from European Commission in 2016 when I graduated got a d minus which is kind of a <laughs> no way a, a kick <laughs> to graduate so yeah a,
1: a d minus yeah a funny d- story so d minus is failing it's not it's like it's almost
2: no 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 it's actually it's a, a pass, pass. Okay. it's a pass with a kick i guess okay. <laughs> Yeah.
1: so it's the lowest pass grade or like just what what is what's the scale what's the grade scale
2: so the scale in england goes correct me if i'm wrong from d to a that you pass and from mm. e to below that um, you i fail. think
1: for well for a levels it's well yeah it's a bit complicated because um there's, like, a a passing to get the, to receive the certificate, and then there's a passing to have, like, the bare minimum acceptable at university, and I think, like, for A levels, A, B, A star, A, B, C, D, E is passing, but a C is considered, like, a, a good pass, so maybe a D minus is a pass, but not really a good pass <laughs>
2: yeah actually <laughs> so this is why I was very very confused because uh, one week I got uh, I was during the degree show and I got the D minus and the week after I was on uh, the zine which one of the famous like the zine design blog so it was kind of uh, I, was, I was really like who who is right The rest of the world of only my mentor I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> when a, when a door closes a window opens yes. it seems like that's what it seems like did they, what was their feedback for giving you D-minus?
2: Well, um, so the project came from a very weird process. So at the beginning, I was developing my master thesis from uh, um, another project, which it was a bioconductive skin, which is actually still there in a work in progress one day. And it was about growing uh, kombucha, which is a cellulose in my room and uh, trying to hack the process of growing this cellulose by making it conductive. And uh, it just didn't went anywhere at some point after like eight months, because um, growing a material, it it takes time, it takes uh, nurturing, and maybe at the end it, it can even result that it's sick or it can die, which is kind of weird to say about a material which you want to work with, but actually is a living organism. And um, I didn't have a a specific uh, goal with it. Like I I knew I wanted to have a kind of second layer of skin, which was conductive, but not really for which reason. And then from the last three months where I had to graduate with the project, uh, Future Flora born and came up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually worked with Kombucha in a few different workshops, and if I remember correctly, is, normally, cellulose is this very sturdy material that plants have in their cell walls uh, to keep the cells from changing shape too much, and it is what gives them their structure and their rigidity. So the idea is that kombu, wait, it's kombucha, yeah, kombucha is like a is is bacteria, isn't it, that produce their own structurally different cellulose, so-called bacterial cellulose um that's supposed to have different properties or, or the same properties
2: yeah true. so it's it's um we can call it yeast as well I guess and it's coming from the fermentation of tea vinegar and sugar where, and a scoby which actually is a piece of mother kombucha and then from this ferm- brewing and fermentation this new cellulose grow on top of the scoby and uh, um, the, the the fact is that a lot of designers already are taking this cellulose that grows on top, so this layer we can call it, of material they dried it and uh, it looks, when it's dried it looks like a, a vegetable leather mm, and yes. they try to make cloth with it, but the problem is that, that when you're wearing it actually because the, the moisture of your skin, the material gets wet again and very weak and breakable But my point was to try to make it conductive from the growing process. So I was injecting uh, um, many things like um, graphite, uh, copper, powder (laughs) into the mother, the SCOBY, and try to create a a conductive kid, let's say.
1: I swear that this (laughs) this, um, interface of science and DIY and... uh... Uh, designers and non-scientists. It is, it is the most exciting yeah. place, I think, for science, really. Um, and inter- interdisciplinarity has been such a fertile concept for many people. I'll ask you about her take on it coming up next.
0: The A-Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the alevelbiologist.co.uk a high school biology resource with over one million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Pretty Heady from the studentroom.co.uk says, I've struggled so much with feeling overwhelmed with biology revision and I don't know where to start. But your website is just what I need. It tells me all the information I need and the knowledge I need to then build on. And it's written in a way that soaks straight up into my brain. For some reason, I remember everything you have written Thanks so much. You're very welcome, pretty Hetty. The alevelbiologist.co.uk offers great value student and teacher subscriptions and scholarships while supporting health and education charities. Visit the alevelbiologist.co.uk today.
1: My PhD, I keep mentioning my PhD, I feel like this is the fifth time I've mentioned it in the podcast, but there you go. My PhD was commissioned specifically to marry biology with something else like programming, material science, physics, etc. You take it several steps further by actually mar- marrying it with design and fields outside of science entirely. What does interdisciplinarity mean to you and in your work?
2: So the interdisciplinary part... Of, of my work is actually the core because I believe that design by its own of course is a powerful medium but it's not enough so at, at this stage like uh, in our in our like um, contemporary modern life like we need to work with other people everyday life everyday so we need to work as a designer we need to work with engineer, with scientists with fashion designer with philosopher, psychologists because Uh, Design can cover so much, but by its own, not really. So it really needs the knowledge of other people in order to make something much more complex and at the same time much more innovative. So um, technology and science are the closest to my, uh, into my field and my my skills as well. So it's easier for me to read, uh, well, not so easy, but I'm trying to, to read a scientific paper or as well to code so using uh, coding within, te- within technology and interaction and uh, so this is where I love to work I love to work in labs with scientists and I love to work in makerspaces with engineers or other designers like me and it's the best place
1: that I totally agree and I know a lot of people probably have a very faint idea uh, when you say designer, so tell them about it. What is a designer? Because um, I think you've got some interesting points on that because you said, oh, people think it's this random thing, but it's not random.
2: No. So design design also is quite broad as a field. So I'm born, we can say, as a product designer, and then I've been um, slowly creating my sp- uh, specialization on uh, electronic textiles, which i had to combine technology and fashion design which i studied by my own and then um i've been studying social design which gave me even a much more um focus and attention on the user experience and the user approach to what you propose to them as a design so you by proposing an object by proposing um a service and then i've been studying uh, Um, like the importance of material and how material plays in the in the everyday life thinking in uh, in today in the present life but also in a speculative future and uh, i guess for me design like being a designer is uh, having this kind of ability in creating something that Uh, specifically user or target user can use for their need Uh, in my case I work in the women's uh, healthcare field where there is a lot actually to cope with and at the moment I'm focused on more uh, social taboo um, which are vaginal infection and uh, um, miseducation so I'm, I'm, I'm
1: miseducation such as what?
2: such education on sexual health care education in uh, vaginal health uh, and even menstruation birth control like all these kind of topics which um we as women we kind of go we kind of get to know this topic by living it by by realizing oh now i'm actually in my part where I'm starting to have menstruation and probably it can happen when you're a teenager but also when you are still in elementary school which actually is my case i was only 10 years old and it's things that actually nobody's really introducing you unless probably your family can do but even though they probably they don't do it is not because they lack on uh, of knowledge by their own but it's the system from my point of view that lacks in, in actually giving a structure and an education on it so this is where I stand like I want as a designer because design is my tool I want to make to try to make a change and try to make education available and why not because now technology it's in our daily daily life why not using by using technology and also biology
1: exactly I love that <laughs> loads of people love traveling as a baked in perk of their job let's see what g has been and is going to in just a second scientific academic life is known for great traveling opportunities i got to travel to germany france belgium switzerland the united states where have you been and where are you going that is super cool
2: well recently i've been a bit um, everywhere but mainly I would say Europe and Asia. So I'm just coming back from uh, traveling to Japan, where um, I had the honor to exhibit uh, the project Future Flora and uh, to give two talks actually. So, one in, um, um, like, one it was part actually of the exhibition in Tokyo Midtown. And another one was uh, in a university and actually in a microbiology lab. So, Ideo Iwasaki, the professor, invited me uh, first to produce my bacteria that I exhibited. So, I've been exhibited lactobacillus, which I actually made.
1: <laughs> okay, congrats. Yes, you should see you. The, the smug look of pride on her face. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm, I'm developing uh, <laughs> from my kitchen to the lab in Tokyo and then uh, so he invited me to give a talk and uh, he owns um, also a group uh, where people can kind of uh, work into the biodesign field so uh, it was very interesting to give this talk to scientists but also artists which are in the same field like me of working with biodesign and uh, now I'm going uh, to Seattle and to New York yeah, to Seattle for a symposium called Design Trouble. So I've been invited for a round discussion about the decolonization of design and uh, uh, non-human entity. And then uh, I'm going to New York to work uh, for, well, actually, to participate for the Itaxel Spring Break, which is actually a community which I'm part of uh, since few years, and we are um, all. Practitioners on, around the field of electronic textiles and we meet every summer in France or in Taiwan and also every spring in New York to collaborate and spend time together.
1: Okay, I think at this point you're making the Elvo Biologist podcast look good just by being on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll shock Julia with a stat off my website and see her reaction in just a second. Your work is very focused on female health and empowerment, while some people still don't understand the importance of representation in fields of exploration and work, and how the personal experiences of people themselves shape industries, products, and perceptions. I strongly believe in students being able to stay as open-minded as possible for as long as possible, but it seems that's not the case. I find it baffling that kids make limiting decisions so early when out in the real world, funding bodies are specifically designing PhDs around interdisciplinarity. Did you know that 90% of A-level physics students are male and now 70% of A-level biology students are female? And so even on my website, the A-level biologist, the Google stats are showing a 70% female audience. What has been your experience with this?
2: Yeah, well, actually, it was... And it is still very difficult to to find women in the field of uh, uh, science and engineer to work with. So, at the moment, actually for the project Alma, I'm working with three guys, uh, which are from which are PhD in uh, uh, University of Cambridge, and uh, um, yeah, the topic is about vaginal infection, and I can see constantly like, the difficulty in. Uh, in especially the 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 emotional part even beside like a wearable sensor, biosensor, because of course you cannot expect to well I mean in in the pharmaceutical or in product very few products are really addressed from a user approach point of view. So when I work with the, with my scientists it's every time a kind of a battle to explain them that actually uh, something that they are making even though it's beautiful still need to be comfortable and still needs to be uh, acceptable from women to be to use it and uh, so when I sometimes want to have more um, a, f- a kind of female approach or point of view in 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 the field of science it's it's a bit difficult. Um, so recently, I'm kind of trying to find more gynecologists which are in the field already, and uh, I'm f- I'm finding like good women really ready to kind of uh, explore uh, this this boundaries and try to make a change. Uh, but yeah, in um, in a field like material engineering, it's uh, it's very very difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if I've. <laughs> I've done you a service by transitioning to male now. But... You did. <laughs> no, 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 not, not that my personal life should really matter, but it's still quite funny. Thank you for joining me, G. Thank you for listening. And remember, correlation is not causation, but that does not mean correlation has no predictive value. Knowing whether and when something happens, or why something happens, are different questions. Bye!
2: Bye-bye!
0: it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did you? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.